Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Attention. Everybody stop what you're doing. It's time for The Unwritten Rule, a Mizzou sports podcast brought to you by the Believe Network, alongside Peyton Haverman and Kenny Van Doren. Here is your host, Jack Knowlton. Welcome back to The Unwritten Rule, and depending on when you're listening slash watching this program, available on podcasting platforms and YouTube, it is either Monday, September 18th, or it's Victory Saturday, September 16th, because yes, that's right. In shocking fashion, the Missouri Tigers are three and zero against our predictions, against all odds. Seemingly, um, Missouri defeating Kansas State on Saturday today, the day we're recording this part of the show, twenty-seven to thirty. My goodness, what a game we had! It started in the first quarter. Philip Brooks, Kansas State, marching right down the field, scoring a touchdown, punching one in, and then Brady Cook unleashing the arm. Finally, you know, for the first time in forever. Guns one to a wide open Luther Burden. It was beautiful to see. It was about the only highlight they showed at halftime from Missouri. Harrison Mevis made a 55-yard field goal, or missed a 55-yard field goal, made a 30-yard field goal. We'll get back to him. Um, penalties, penalties, penalties. Kansas State might be the only team I've ever seen um, cripple themselves with penalties more than Missouri. Um, Missouri tried to do that as well, especially at the end when Eli Drinkwitz uh, took a spike as a timeout. We'll get to that. But then... Up steps the man I just mentioned, Harrison Mevis. 61 yards. That is an SEC record. And Missouri storms the field and marches into their home stadium, I guess. Um, their fans march onto the field. They march away with the win. They're 3-0, and Peyton. We couldn't believe it. I know our co-host, Kenny, we couldn't believe it. We're going to give him a word on Sunday. I know he said, I know he was kind. He said he, he said he would give his, you know, his, his brief takes, but he's, he's going to get a chance to, to say his piece. But my goodness, what a game. 61 yards. Harrison Mevis knocks through the winning field goal and Missouri is three and what a game. Oh yes. Um, one of, Oh God, I was not doing well under the stress. I won't lie. Um, but you know, it really looked for a bit there. Like, um, let's just start with you know, kind of talk script here. Uh, you know, the, the Brady Cook rolls his rolls his ankle. Um, offense sputters out of the half. K State takes control. Missouri rallies back. You know, and they they get the ball with about five minutes left with a chance to maybe ice the game really and it, it was starting to look like a mis- the old adage mizzooing yourself um they they take just to an unbelievable delay of game that somehow was the third most ridiculous delay of game in in that fourth quarter but it was still a horrible delay of game you get i believe it was a false start i don't even remember i'm just in a, such a good mood but missouri stalls out they punt it K-State gets the ball at the 40. You're thinking this is how it ends, you know. But Missouri's defense, that was going to be the big story to me if Mizzou lost, was Missouri's defense could not get off the field on third down. Um, And Missouri's offense couldn't do anything on third down. But they get off the field. Missouri, Brady Cook, they run a perfect drive to get into Meadis territory, you know. And then they take the absolute worst delay a game I've ever seen. And, you know, Mevis, I was not even really excited to watch the Mevis 61-yarder. I thought, you know, Mevis has a cannon of a leg, but there's no way. But he makes it. Drink gets his signature win, even though he, he really, really tempted fate there at the end. And he admitted as much at the end there. But, God, one of the best games I've ever seen. Um, this was the game 
in front of your first sellout crowd since 2019 that you needed to win if you're Drinkwitz to show we're building something here. There is going to be progress this year. You open up a chance for a really, really positive season this year now. Um, and yeah, they're three and oh, barring a disaster, they'll be five and oh going into LSU. We'll see what happens. There's a million things I didn't even mention, you know, in the game recap that we can dive into, you know, and I, I think it's a fitting place to start with the end. But I mean, Brady Cook, along with Will Howard, Kansas State's quarterback, both playing through injuries, Kansas State's tight end fullback guy wears 34 lines up in the slot. Sometimes lines up in the backfield. Sometimes seems like he was open every single play penalties, the, the wildness. But yeah, we have to start at the end. The you know, spike of emotion, you know, and, and, and peak and Valley that I think all Mizzou fans felt starting with the, all right, you spike it down pretty far field goal. This guy struggled from, from but deep makeable. or from, makeable. yeah, makeable for him. This guy struggled, not from deep with, with the chip shots. Um, the commentator had a, had a really good thing about that when he made like a 30 yarder, he was like, Mevis makes you, makes you nervous about your own short game. He was talking about golf, but like you get in that position, spike the ball, ready to go. And then just the, you know, you, you look back up and with two seconds left, they're still huddled up on the sidelines. Like it was a timeout. I mean, it was, it was unbelievable. Everyone's probably throwing their remotes at their TV. Can't believe this. We're going to have maybe another overtime, maybe another Auburn of last season. And then up steps the thicker kicker America's kicker. As I've seen him, as I've seen him called on, on various X.com posts. Um, and just, yeah, what a, what a wild, um, you know, wave of emotion, I guess, you know, I've tried now I'm trying to reframe this in a as a question, but we're just, you know, kind of trying to kind of trying to process everything. Um, we had the, the phone. Was it a, it wasn't a phony flag either at the end. It was, it the, was a real flag. K-State it, had it two was number a eights on the field, which is two number eights. for Drinkwitz's first bowl game at, that they actually played at Mizzou, the armed forces bowl. Um, when Cole Talley, Army's kicker made the game winner, Mizzou had two, uh, number six is on the field, Tiki Chisman, whoever the other one was. Um, yeah. But so, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, I, was I, I was just going to. I mean, the the real story there, I mean, it's so fitting. The two things people have really harped on this season going into this game, if if not the old line, were Brady Cook and Harrison Mevis. And um, Mevis missed another one today. Um, it was a long one, but I mean, there was no way you could be confident in any kicker really kicking a 61-yarder. But also just with the way the season has gone so early for me, this it was kind of a, like, eh, this is probably not going to go well. And that that whole sequence, I mean, Brady Cook steps up, makes a great throw to Theo Weiss. They execute the spike. I don't, I don't know how you're not aware of the, the game clock at all times. I mean, or the play clock at all times. You're just standing there on the sideline. And I literally looked up and I said, wait, because I saw it taking down from 5-4. The offense is still huddled. And Drinkwitz is, like, pushing them. Go out there like they had any prayer of doing that. Um, but it was, I don't know. It was just, it's an unbelievable bailout for everyone, for me, this. But, I mean, after the early season he's had, why wouldn't it go that way for him, you know? Longest right. field goal in SEC history uh, to beat the number 15 team totally deserved the, the the field storming it got um this was a what maybe the biggest win mizzou has had since they went to the sec title game in like 14 and 13 i can't think of one that was really better because they didn't win any of those bowl games under odom that would have maybe declared them back uh they haven't won, I mean, maybe the Cotton Bowl in 13. I really don't know. But this was the win for Drinkwitz um, that he's been looking for that really galvanizes your program. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they better be 5-0 and um, going into <laughs> LSU. But, I mean, now you can really get the ball rolling. Yeah, I guess the the way I wanted to form formulate that as a in, – or- you know, that whole sequence in a question was, you know, ju- that's football, right? Like you have such a seemingly boneheaded moment that then is redeemed by, you know, just a, a kid with a, you know, a massive leg who had his own struggles. Like you said, you know, that's, that's just the kind of stuff that that's how a game can turn literally in an instant. 
and yeah, what I want to, what I want to ask is it's, you know, Drinkwitz was, was booed pregame we heard. And, you know, I know some of his actions were booed. We can go back to halftime when Brady cook was kind of hobbling. They didn't try and gun it for another field goal or a touchdown when they got the ball back late in the first half. But yeah, in terms of job security, I don't really think it can be overstated. We knew what the stakes were going into this game. They're now halfway to securing bowl eligibility. I know they they want a lot more than just that, but that's been the standard, uh, you know, that Drinkwitz has set the last three seasons. And now in year four, they're already halfway there. It seems like the sky's the limit in in what was one of the most difficult games on their schedule. Um, but yeah, let's let's dive into into more of the game. I'm glad we didn't bury the lead there. You got to start at the end. Field storming looked awesome. I think we're all or you you and I are both safe to say jealous. We never got that opportunity in our time. No kidding. Um, but you know good for good for those kids they got to go enjoy that moment with the players players seemed like they were they were having fun as well but let's let's dive into some of those individuals like that made this happen and um you know i should say we we're going to talk later with a former kansas state uh defensive end reggie blackwell he came on to give his take on kind of what went wrong for the wildcats so we'll talk a bit about that there too so there may be some redundancies however i think we should start with brady cook peyton um what a performance uh um, he, you know yeah yeah, yeah you go you go, go you go ahead take it take it away take it away oh Brady i was just gonna say, i mean if you still were doubting that he has the job look, i get the, yeah i get the the angst with how the qb situation was handled i was frustrated with it because if you're gonna start cook start cook don't make this phony qb battle where one qb gets 24 pass steps one gets five but the the angst towards Brady Cook, I thought, was a little unfair because Brady played well against South Dakota. He had moments last year where you could tell it's like this guy could be an average to an above average SEC quarterback, which is all this team needs to win eight or nine games. Um, and last week, I thought he took a little too much black. Not that he was good, but I mean, the O-line was just terrible. Um, this week, though, I mean... Maybe we should have expected it because he seemed to know what was at stake uh, after Middle Tennessee State saying, like, the whole, yeah, I mean, it, it, next week starts tonight. You know, we we want this one really bad. It showed every single snap he was out there. He was far and away, really outside of Luther Burden, was the best player on the field when Mizzou's offense was on the field. He really looked that good. I mean, especially in the first half when he had full range of motion. Uh, they were using his legs. They let him cut loose. I think there's no doubt in my mind now. The offense was absolutely holding things back the first two weeks because, I mean, they came into this game with five-plus, five 20-plus five, uh, yard plays, and they had that by, like, the third quarter. I mean, the, they were just airing it out. I mean, Brady Cook, after Kansas State took the 14 um, 14- 14 10 lead i mean that next drive he just absolutely left no doubt i mean that the throw to mookie was perfect he identified the miscommunication right away the throw to brett norfleet who norfleet is really flashing we are feeling we are a brett norfleet podcast yeah he is he's gonna be very good he is flashing a big time ceiling early um like i like what i'm seeing out of him and then man that that fourth down play uh from brady from uh Kirby Moore, rather. Um, the play design was unique. It was, okay, let me say, if they had actually pitched it to Luther Burden on that and he would have had to run seven yards on a three-yard touchdown, that would have been a really bad play call. But Brady kept it, kept it kept it going. Um, Good decision-making. Mm-hmm. I mean, Brady Cook, did he put the ball in harm's way once today? It really felt like he had just perfect reads when he went Control. back to pass. Yeah, it was the far and away the best game he's ever had at Mizzou. And he's had some good games before. I, I, I think back to Arkansas last year, South Carolina last year, games where he was really good. I mean, he Army. was our Army. Yeah, his first ever start. I mean, this was the moment for him. And I'm very happy for him because he's taken a lot of flack from, from Mizzou's fan base. A lot of it unnecessarily, um, a lot of it unfairly. Uh, he had a quote after the game um, that kind of – I'll find it here quick. But, I mean, this is a guy that grew up dreaming of being Mizzou's starting quarterback. Doing this. 
of doing yeah, this. Doing exactly what he just did today. And the fan base at times, and you know, I've I've given him some crap before. I, I think I, we I'm all have. Not, I think everybody has. He absolutely let erased all doubt that he absolutely deserves to be QB one today. Um, they he's he, he nobody in the fan base should be doubting that this is the guy they need to win eight or nine games. And his quote after the game, he said, I think he was asked about them, him being booed in the first quarter, which I didn't even hear, but apparently it did happen. Um, I hear it. It's hard. This is my dream school. All I want to do is play quarterback here. I'd like it if everyone else wanted me to play quarterback here. And that quote, I think is 100% where we should be at at this point. Brady Cook has absolutely deserved, uh, has absolutely earned, rather, the trust in everyone. And you know what? I, I don't really think there's any doubt that anyone would de- would be against him starting every game now. I mean, he absolutely cut loose today. He looked like a real quarterback. I mean, just absolutely fantastic. And even battling through that rolled ankle. I cannot say enough about how Brady Cook played today. Uh, 356 yards, two touchdowns, 35 pass attempts, of course, got, got injured. Um, you know, he had the knee injuries this is a second. He's not, does not have very good luck against Kansas state with being healthy. I was wondering Peyton, when you were, if you were going to say, um, that the offense was holding back in the first few games, cause very quickly it became apparent to me, you know, yeah, we, we'd kind of said, you know, we believe that Kirby Moore and co maybe had, had put it all on the line already in the first two weeks. And it was very, it was very apparent quickly that that was not the case. And the other thing I, I will just piggyback off with cook and, and the offense in general, seeming to finally open up, you know, I, I went on a little bit of a, a rant about how, you know, I watched these other, uh, these other really good sec teams. I just watched Georgia complete like a, you know, 40 plus yard pass to set up a touchdown you know, they're able to open up their offense so easily. It seems like Mizzou just plays so conservative. And then in the first quarter, you come out and respond to a very good drive by Kansas State with a, a amazing throw from Brady Cook. Great separation from Luther. Yes, there was some blown coverage in there, whatever. Um, but that that is an SEC, a good SEC, you know, tier caliber of play. Like it, it just was it was so nice to see Brady Cook being willing to, to air it out like that. Him getting the trust of his own team to, to air it out like that. And this, you know, that's what he can do. And he didn't make it happen with his legs. I'll get to that later, but I I do want to turn next, you know, Luther burden. He did it again, seven receptions, 114 yards. It's his second consecutive hundred yard game after he got the first of his career last week. You know, he, he is the guy and their connection is apparent, but Peyton, I want to ask you about something Kenny pointed out, which, you know, and kind of wanted, was hoping to see, which was kind of sharing the wealth a little bit with these wide receiver weapons, because there are guys in this room that can make plays. And those guys made plays today. Uh, Mookie Cooper, 79 yards, Theo Wee, 72 yards, Marcus Johnson, a freshman had one catch for 42 yards. And it was a great one. He was covered and made that play. Um, You know, what's your take on that? Just finally seeing cook, obviously using Luther burden, like we know he can be used and, and the offense opening up, but seeing some of these other guys step up and what that means for, a Mizzou offense whose running game was shut down today. Yeah, and I mean, you expected the running game to struggle a bit um, considering Kansas State was getting up 38 yards on the ground, a game entering it today, and obviously Mizzou's a step up, but they were going to have to air it out. Um, And I think Kirby Moore found, found the ingredients today. I mean, he really did find the perfect balance of being able to use Luther Burden like a wide receiver one and being able to get everyone else involved. I mean, that was such a perfect rotation to get Marquise Johnson, who's just, we've heard about the speed, the game-breaking speed. It showed there. He just took the top off of Kansas State's defense, set up the field goal there. Um, It was, it's so huge to get Theo Weiss and Mookie Cooper to have the games they had today while still having Luther Burden be the bona fide guy. I mean, I, I I don't know where this team would be without Luther Burden. He is truly I, I've never seen someone so gifted with the ball in their hands. He breaks every single if you're the first guy going to tackle Luther Burden, fall to the ground. You're not getting him. You are not going to touch Luther Burden. And the commentary team honestly had a pretty good quote about it. He's harder to tackle than he is to cover, really. 
And that's not a disservice to Luther Burden getting open, obviously. He was open plenty deep today. Um, but, God, when he just – that swing pass where he took that to the house, I, I cannot believe Mizzou has that kind of talent to work with. And they yeah. were still able to make everything else happen around him. It's like there was one play, and it didn't even go for too much, but there was one they swung it out to him in the backfield, and there was a guy right there. And I was like, this should be a tackle for probably a five- or six-yard loss. And in at no point in my head when he caught that ball did I think he was getting tackled. There is just like if he is one-on-one when he has the ball, he's going to make at least one guy miss. And that's just such an asset. Yeah, and the touchdown, it felt like he had 50 yards of space when he realistically only had probably, you know, 20, which is still a lot. But like, yeah, it just he can make he can expand the field and give you so many options. And yeah, I think you make you make a really good point just about um, you know, Marquise Johnson, Mookie Cooper, Theo Wees, all these other guys, Brett Norfleet, Brett Norfleet podcast. He he would it D Moss that guy? He had a cra- yeah, that catch was nice. It was a was crazy nice. nice catch. Um I catch. will also say of Luther Burden, he has already eclipsed last season's receiving yards total that he had. Um Yeah. He, he I just cannot believe how good of a season he's had so far. Um I think the most people probably already knew about Luther Burden. If you didn't know about him before today, you learned his name today. I mean, just yeah. the difference maker you need if you want to be a good offense um and hopefully he leads the charge for an eight or nine win season for this team for sure um and i don't want to i don't want to get you know too down on the on the running game either because it was tough and we expected it to be tough we previewed that this kansas state defense is no joke um daniel green i was impressed with him they have a guy named kobe savage which is one of the one of the coolest names I think I've ever heard um, who they, they led the way in tackles. They had nine and eight respectively, but you know what, when it mattered most, Cody Schrader, you know, stepped up. He had 58 yards on the ground. One or most of that came on one play when he had that 36 yard run. I believe it was pretty late in the game. Um, you know, that, that comes in, he steps up when it, when it matters and when, you know, he needed to step up. And I think that's what we've kind of harped on with this team, where if one element of the game, isn't going your way, whether it's the passing game or the running game, the other one has been able to step up. The running game has been pretty strong in the first two weeks when, you know, the, the air attack hasn't, hasn't been. So, you know, we saw kind of a, the flip side of that. So I think, I think it's still pretty promising. Like you, you can't, I don't think you can knock Peter Schrader too much on, on this game, considering the defense where they were playing, considering they still made plays when it mattered. Yeah. And here's the thing, neither run, neither running game had much to work with. I know Kansas state had like, probably over 120, 30 yards on the ground today. I'd have to double check. But they were never, ever able to rip off anything really longer than five yards. I bet there were more runs of one or two yards than there were of six or seven. Uh, And that was the big difference. And Mizzou's was able to make the big plays when it mattered. I mean, Nate Pete on that last drive, even if it wasn't – I mean, he had the – the first down run. I mean, he was able to catch or no, he didn't catch a pass out of the backfield, but he did have that first down run on the last drive. Obviously Schrader had that big one that set up the swing pass to burden. Um, and an- another thing that was hampering Mizzou in the run game, cook obviously couldn't move. Um, and he is right. going to be, you could tell early on, they wanted to get him on the move. The first two play calls of the game were runs for him, uh, designed runs. So, if Brady Cook is healthy, I wouldn't be worried about the run game at all. Um, but yeah, I, I thought when it mattered most, Mizzou was able to get two really big plays out of their run game. Kansas State was not able to get a big play out of their run game. And I think that was the difference. Yeah, let, let's go to that. And obviously, you know, we don't want to put a damper too much on things, but that is going to be a question mark is what is the extent of, of Brady Cook's injury? Obviously, he was able to keep pushing pushing through. K-State fans are going to have their own questions about Will Howard because that dude was was – grinding it out i gotta respect him to to stick it out he had to just go it was there actually wait sorry brief tangent was he able so he went at wide receiver when they would put the backup in just to run to give him a break were they not able to take him out of the game they had to put him at receiver they could but they i mean you can but you i mean chose to kind of keep it's they were going to when avery johnson was in the game it was going to be ground and pound no matter what it didn't really matter what was going on on the outside so. Okay, I just wasn't sure if there's some sort of reason. Anyway, 
Back to, you know, Kansas State, you mentioned not really having too much of a success on the run game. Treshawn Ward, who I thought a couple times came close to, to busting out a couple big, big run plays. He led the way with 54 yards. Let's go to this defense for Mizzou Payton because and we talk, we'll talk a little bit more about it with, with Reggie in terms of what they did and didn't do. Um, you know, what was, what was your take on them? Because obviously we got the turnover we were, we were looking for um, when we were previewing this game. I know that was a big thing early on. Will Howard throws that, I believe it was CAD that picked it off. Um, and you know, but the Kansas state big thing that they kept showing on the graphic was the third down success and Kansas state was able, was able to keep moving the ball on third downs at times, but obviously this defense held up when it needed to, you know, how should, how should fans feel about, about the defense's performance? That's, um, that's kind of been a theme under Baker is sometimes the defense will have moments where it's not looking as dominant as maybe you think it could be, but they have always seemingly consistently outside of like the Georgia game. And it was Georgia, um, (laughs) have been able to come up with a big stop. Um, Today, they did it again. I mean, I was that was going to be my main takeaway if Mizzou had lost this game was the discrepancy in third downs. This defense really did struggle for a lot of the game to get off the field. They just couldn't stop K-State for a while. But, man, I would be surprised. I mean, they had, I think, maybe four of the last five third downs K-State faced, including a third and two at midfield. They weren't able to convert. Um, that was the big difference, I think, was, K- was K-State's offense suddenly not being able to convert against the defense. Um, Blake Baker, I mean, you got to give him all the credit in the world. He sticks to his guns throughout the entire game, and largely it pays off. I mean, he creates exotic blitzes that almost always seem to create a big play in a game one or two times. And, yes, the turnover, that that led directly to three points. Mizzou won the game by three points. They, they needed to force – I thought maybe he needed a couple turnovers. They only forced one, but Mizzou did not turn the ball over once, which is also something they absolutely needed to do, especially when you consider they gave up. They had four straight drives and an interceptions last year in this game. Um, so it was a good, it was not a great day for the defense early on. I mean, but when you really look at it deeper, I mean, K-State entered this game Four guys, I mentioned this on Thursday, four guys entered the game uh, with over 100 yards receiving. One of them, I didn't even, ne- I neglected to mention Ben Sennett, 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 however you I say it. I think it's Sennett. Sennett, yeah. I think it's, uh, it's Sennett, yeah. Yeah, Sennett, who has. We just heard two guys say it the whole game, yeah. we still can't remember. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Sennett, who obviously, I mean, the Senior Bowl was there today, they were watching Sennett. Um yeah, he, shout out. Who was it? Was it a YouTube comment that that told us to watch? I, I for believe him? so. And yeah, shout out that, that, that shout commenter out that was on the money because Senate. Yeah. I mean, they split him out as a fullback a lot. He was the one guy Mizzou struggled to stop for a lot of the game. And Senate had those two touchdown catches from three yards out, one on the jump pass. Uh, Mizzou struggled to stop him, but I did notice uh, that drive where Kansas State hit the field goal to tie it 27-27 on third down before the delay of game the entire defense was zeroed in on Senate. I mean, there were like four guys pointing like, there's Senate, there's Senate, make sure to stop them. And they they were able to get off the field at the end there. And even though that wasn't a drive that maybe should have ended in a field goal, Niles Gaddy had the unfortunate reach out on the face mask. They got off the field when they needed to. And they kept Mizzou in the game when it looked like K-State could pull away. And Brady Cook and the offense were able to capitalize. Yeah, that there were a couple early on, you know, obviously Philip Brooks is a is a known name because he's, you know, dangerous in the special teams, too, which we saw glimpses of when on the rare occasions when Mevis kicked to him. But yeah, I, I, I think this this defense deserves a good amount of credit. I was going back and forth on this take because I, I actually thought they were pretty solid uh, around the red zone and goal line overall. I mean, there were those two touchdowns that were kind of free. That were taken back for, I think, three for four in the red zone. In the red zone? Yeah, and they are, they entered entered the game as one of the best red zone teams. Yeah, and I, so I think you can, you can maybe take that away as a win. Obviously, penalties kind of got in Kansas State's way a little bit with some of those plays. Um, But I I thought Missouri was, was, was all right in that area. And again, they forced the turnover. They made Will Howard, who's a good quarterback, by the way. He was, he was doing a good job at evading, you know, tacklers and, and able to, 
get some throws off pretty quickly. But then that secondary would step up and have the coverage on those guys that you mentioned, Peyton, with the exception of Sinnott. That man was wide open every play, I swear. Um, had He had like two drops that I was like, he maybe did have game two will, yeah. big drops in the second I half. was like, maybe this game will go Missouri's way because I feel like in another game, that guy catches that. Um, so, you know, I, I think the defense does deserve a lot of credit. Um, Joseph Charleston led the way with nine tackles. Um, Tyron Hopper had eight, obviously Chris Abrams drain had the, um, the one pick. So they're on, they're on the board, um, for takeaways in 2023. Um, I will say just the last thing on the defense. Um, yeah, obviously they deserve a lot of credit, um, because it's not about how you start. It's about how you finish. Every coach says that. And it's true. I mean, Mizzou had, oh God, it was two instances where K-State had a horrible holding penalty that negated a touchdown. They had three touchdowns negated by penalties, um, two on one drive that set up a second and goal in 20 from the 21. But K-State was able to drop, to score, like reach the end zone on each one of those. And that, that can't happen. I mean, especially the second and goal from the 21, you got to find a way to make a stop there. And yeah, ultimately the defense rebounded. I mean, they played a great, great, great fourth quarter. I mean, that the, the last drive K-State had, I cannot say enough how big it was for them, for the defense to get off the field there. Um, so I still have all the confidence in the world that unit will be more than good enough to win a good amount of games this season. Yeah. Um, oh, before I go for full circle with Mevis, I think, I believe the only unit we haven't really touched on, offensive line. Now I knew I was jinxing it when I said, huh, we haven't had... I don't think any offensive line penalties, or at least not too many crippling ones. And then, of course, you have what was it? Two false starts on that final drive when they were trying to kick the field goal. It was um, the the drive before the last one. They had a delay game, which that was on Cook. You got to know the play clock. You got to get yeah. got to get the snap off. Um, and then they had the 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 false starter. I'm pretty sure it was a false. Start. I think it was a false start. Um, and and then and then of course the other big one which didn't end up hurting them. And there's, there's two plays. It's this one. And then I, you know, it's so funny that we are talking about, you know, we talk all the time about Mizzouing and doing this, that, the other thing, if this game had ended in a loss, we would have been talking about that first touchdown that Kansas state scored where you have the pass deflection bobble right up into the air, straight into the arms of an awaiting K state receiver. And yet we're not because of the way the game ended. It was that play. And then the other one that I think could have turned, was the miscommunication and Connor Tolleson snapped it to Brady Cook when he was looking towards sidelines. That was scary. Brady Cook fell on it, um, luckily. Yeah. But offensive line, otherwise, you know, how were they? It wasn't a perfect day for the O-line. Um, they yeah. started Marcellus Johnson at right guard. They did not go with Doma Ogar. Um, they went with Marcellus Johnson, and he got rolled up on late in the first half and got hurt. That, that was unfortunate because the O-line to that point was penalty-free and – largely held up i can't think of a real instance up until that last drive of the first half where they kind of gave up any pressure or anything i mean it was tough to run but this is a tough run defense as we've kind of hammered home uh the second half was not as good the third quarter i mean armand membu missed a couple blocks i remember uh tollison did in the first half give up a sack on three-man protection that cannot oh yes i remember that that was really bad um but the old line, you know, that la- that second to last drive, they gave up the two. Um, they had the two penalties. It was not clean, but it was better. It was much better than last week. And, you know, they lost two starters at points in the game. Delgado had to come out, too, and Doma Ogard finally did go in at left guard. Um, but the old line, it was not bad. I think Cook was sacked twice, maybe. It, it, it largely held up better in protection today. It was a better effort all around. Um, you had a couple penalties late, but they didn't kill you. They could have killed you, <laughs> but they didn't kill you. So hopefully we just keep seeing incremental improvement throughout the season. Uh, and this all line ultimately looks better. It, it's so funny. And, and, you know, before we get, you know, our final like quick hits on this game, I just like, I think, talking about this with the O-line is a good way to broaden it out to the team in general. This team is so good at playing up and down. It seems like to all of their opponents and it's just, it makes for an emotional watch for Mizzou fans. I think 
And and I think that was that was on display with almost every unit, but especially the O line today. Because I, I thought, yeah, they they largely improved on where they were if they had played how they did, which we said this about a lot of the parts of the team. If they played how they did in the first two games, they were gonna lose by a lot. And we saw that step up, and now the hope is obviously that that level is where you keep things at um, moving forward because, Peyton, let's move forward. I mean, I know it's dangerous to look ahead um, because, you know, you don't you don't want to get your hopes too high. Mizzou fans are, I think, somewhat notorious of that. I think kind of every football fan is. I won't, I won't specify that just to Mizzou fans. But you've got two games coming up now that, compared to K-State, should be pretty darn easily winnable versus Memphis, then your first road game of the season, September 30th at Vanderbilt. And then it's October 7th and LSU rolls into town. I know we've talked about this uh, on this show. Is it a possibility, given LSU, who crushed Mississippi State today, by the way, um, not that you know Mississippi State is too much to write home about, but, I mean, are we looking at a 5-0, and 4-1, and college I- game day? Columbia, Missouri, October 7th. Obviously, I don't know the I'm schedule right off the top of my head. But Mizzou, it's if Mizzou gets, and I do think it's an if, not a when. Uh, it's an if Mizzou gets there at 5-0 and because, I mean, they've got to go. They, they were able to buy Memphis out of a home game and put it in the dome. Uh, that was a great bit of scheduling that looks even smarter now for, um, for uh, Desiree. They, they got to handle their business there. Memphis hasn't lost yet, and yes, they haven't really played anybody too substantial. They did struggle with Navy um, on Thursday, but it is a 3-0 and team. They are in the American. Memphis is a solid program. And then you never know what can happen when you go on the, the road, trap game of trap games. Yeah, Vanderbilt, I mean, Mizzou is a better team than Vanderbilt, no doubt, but it would not, I mean, it's your first road game, true road game of the year. And Vanderbilt, I mean, it's it's not Derek Mason coaching anymore. It's Clark Lee, who I think is a better coach. You never know. But if Mizzou can handle their business the next two weeks, they really need to make sure they handle their business. Like, be locked in. You cannot overlook either one of them. Go week to week. Get to LSU 5-0. and And maybe you are looking at uh, college game day coming to town because Mizzou would almost certainly be ranked if they're 5-0. and LSU will still be pretty highly ranked. Um, maybe you get college game, but you have maybe. to handle your business. Um, and that of course assumes LSU doesn't stumble along the way either. Way to humble us all along the way, Peyton. I just want to put that out there. And the other thing I'll put out there, let's remember 2019 five and oh, you go to Vanderbilt five away, and one, but yeah. five and one. Sorry. I forgot about Laramie. Never forget about Laramie, Texas tech. Um, Five and one, you go, you're ranked, go to Vanderbilt away, expecting to be a quick six and one, lose that football game. They're rebuilding their stadium. They're playing this game at a construction site. Let's not forget that. So, yeah, it's just, you, you, and you never know. It's their first road game of the year. Ne- yep. You never truly know um, how you're going to yeah. look in your first road game, especially Frank has had road struggles before. Last year, he oh, kind yeah. of mitigated it. Uh, he did get that big win in South Carolina when South Carolina was about the hottest program in the country at the time. But, I mean, this team can't afford to even think about LSU right now. They need – I think with the win over K-State, you got to reset. It'll be like, okay, we have something here. We really can have a special season, um, really get Mizzou back on the map. They cannot overlook anybody on the way. Definitely not. But what fans can do is enjoy the victory Saturday. I'm sure the students enjoyed storming the field. Um, I don't think the goalposts were taken down, which I know no. was was during the Georgia game. That was a big a big what if, um, but they can enjoy this victory. Look forward to next week. Um, and yeah, with that, uh, we'll segue. We're gonna get some more takes. Oh no, 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 no! What what we what what? Talked what? about Harrison yet? Well, I mean, I guess I mentioned him at the beginning. Yeah, I mean, we but can give a whole segment devoted to let, Harrison. Let, Listen, let's just give Listen. Harrison his props real quick. You know, I'll let I, you go first. I'll be short. Because you know what, Peyton? Go to the YouTube, everybody. I was on this wave. I have been on the thicker kicker wave for a long time. I have not given up on this man. I know he misses chip shots. I know Auburn was terrible. But my goodness, you know what? Kid from Warsaw, Indiana can kick, Peyton. Put him in. Clutch moments. I think when, and the other thing I saw is we had a text from a friend of ours. He might be the, I'm I'm totally stealing his take, by the way. Uh, 
of he might have the most dramatic moments as a kicker, good or bad, in college football history. I mean, just what he's gone through with Auburn, with Georgia, that halftime, that huge make. He had that game winner at Arkansas back in 2020. The kid can kick, and the kid can make some. I, I want to say he's clutch, but I then I think about Auburn. So it, it really is. He's just he has a flair for the dramatic, whether that ends up good or bad. Um, I'm I'm happy for him. I love kickers, kicker guy. And, you know, he's a he's a good character. I've, I've interviewed him once, talked about his days playing soccer back in Indiana. Um, you know, that's how he how he kind of got into kicking. And, yeah, he's I mean, just what a what a guy. What a what a big day for him. I'm hoping it's it has kind of the Nathaniel Pete effect that I know Kenny talks about where, you know, you process what happened at Auburn. Maybe he's processing a, a almost missed extra point or he did miss an extra point. Um, and, you know, now you come back stronger. But. He's the face of kicking in America for at least the next week, Peyton. And I'm, I'm darn proud of him. I think that's, I think that's, that's really awesome. And yeah, just, just what a, and yeah, yeah, I know you've got a, you know, we've really, maybe walk back, maybe walk back a take. I don't know. Well, he, he had to be better <laughs> after the Auburn game. And yeah. uh, I mean, we really have seen the highest of highs and the lowest of lows uh, with Mavis. And to be honest, it's mostly been highs. I mean, he was an all American uh, coming into the 2022 season. Um, there's very few times he's missed big kicks. Obviously, there's Auburn. I remember Florida in 2021. He missed a potential game winner there. But, I mean, he has just given you so many big moments. I mean, outside of even Arkansas, Georgia, today, I mean, you had the Boston College game where he – that was the best Drinkwitz has ever coached, by the way, running that out route to get just a few yards closer for Mevis. Mevis bangs at home and they go to overtime. I mean, Mavis really has been, when he's on, he is an absolute lethal weapon for any college program to have because having a good kick game in college, can it wins you games. I mean, oh, yeah. I said on Thursday, they have to make sure their special teams is reliable because there are going to be games Mizzou plays, probably a lot of them, where you're going to need an extra point or three or something like that. You have to rely on your kick game. Um, Harrison Mevis, I think he left no doubt. I think you have to be confident in him again. You know, just make your kip shots. You're really kind of sitting pretty. Yeah. Yeah. He's just, he's got to work on the short game. He's got the driver. He just needs to work on the chipping and the putting, I guess, with the extra points. If that's, if that's how we're going with this analogy, I will, but I yeah. will also note they showed he was warming up. He was actually practicing. I, Oh, that you, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I was like, he's mm-hmm. kicking into the net. Peyton's going to be happy. He's warming up. He was, he, he stretched did not too, do the thing like... where he, he wasn't doing anything, <laughs> but standing there watching on Auburn. I it's mean, he, mental... he was ready. It's such a mental position because you just like, you know, everyone has their routines, the things they do. Warming up should be a thing everyone does. I, yeah, I think I that's safe to say. Warming up should be a thing you all do. Um, yeah. What a game. What a, you know, I, I hope Mizzou fans are enjoying this week. Um, we're not done. We're going to talk. We're going to get a little bit more on the K-State kind of perspective as well as just, you know, what a what an observer for the team that Mizzou just defeated noticed that that was working for the Tigers. Um we talked to Reggie Blackwell, former Kansas State DN. Um, so we'll segue. We'll do that interview and then kick it over to Quick Hits. So enjoy, enjoy that portion. Enjoy this win, Mizzou fans. Okay, we now welcome on a very special guest um, here to give his take on the um, wild game that we all just uh, witnessed here on Saturday. Um, we brought on former Kansas State defensive end and host of the Believe in K State podcast. Reggie Blackwell. Reggie, first of all, thank you so much for joining us. Um, we know, you know, we're, we're in the same company here on the, on the Believe Network. And, um, you know, we're, we're taping this interview on Saturday, just pretty shortly after the game. You were, you were there, right? And, you know, uh, I know I, you, you got to take from the other side. <laughs> I was there on the sideline in the melee. Lucky I didn't get um, stormed with the, um, with the crowd rush there at the end, but oh, yeah. I made it through. I mean, you are a former DN, so I would hope, you know, if anyone, <laughs> if anyone tried, they probably... They probably would run into a yeah. A I was able to get maybe. a few of them off me. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> Shake the tackles. Well, yeah, Reggie. I mean, what what a game we just watched. I know you know you were watching from the from the K State perspective, and I, I do want to start there. Um, and and so obviously you know we're the we're the Mizzou podcast, and you know this was not a game that me, Peyton, and our other co-host Kenny um, were were coming anywhere close to predicting in favor of Missouri. They were able to pull it out. You know what what kind of went 
what, what did they do well to kind of limit what Kansas State is so good at? I know they can stop the run. They seem to do that, you know, fairly successfully today with a couple of exceptions. But what did Mizzou do well to, to figure out a way to win this game? I think Mizzou came out and they was inspired with a lot of emotion, first and foremost. But they did do some things um, defensively to minimize our running game. We didn't we like to have the run to set up the pass. Uh, and Mizzou did a good job of taking away some of the first and second down runs, limiting us to one or two yards initially and not giving up a really big run, big play. So that was kudos to them. Their front seven did a good job of um, kind of moving, getting a lot of pressure, and uh, and when playing with some emotion, really. Um, in that second half there, kind of looked like K-State was maybe going to take over, show they were the better team. Uh, they took a seven-point lead there. But then things started to stall out on offense. They weren't able to pick up, I remember in particular, a couple of third and shorts. What was kind of – what kind of stalled K-State out there? Was it maybe the play calling, just not being able to make enough plays? What kind of – I, I think I think guys it was the play calling. Uh I think we had finally began to get a little momentum on the run game, but I think we gave up on it at the at a time period when we were just beginning to show some success. As you can see, we brought in the young freshman Avery Johnson, who did some quarterback run game situation for us. He was able to move the ball, and I think that opened up a little bit for um Giddings and Tashawn Ward to make some progress. So it was a couple of key third and shots, third and two, one in particular, where we tried to throw a pass to Senate, and that was broke up and it was short. I think we should have ran the ball. Yeah, more more of the, the power game. Um, you know, you did have a lot of success through the air with Ben Sinnott. He was um, he was dicing up. Is that is that just his game? He can kind of line up as like both a tight end. Like it looked like almost an auxiliary fullback at times. Um, you know, how did, how did Mizzou, I guess, you know, he, he had a great game. Um, you know, and who else kind of in Kansas state's camp were you kind of impressed with? Cause they did obviously hang around and, and gave Mizzou some trouble. And then, you know, how was, how was Mizzou kind of able to limit them, you know, in addition to the D line, like you mentioned? Well, I think Senate had a great first half, but then Mizzou made some adjustments in the second half. Um, they start paying attention to him. Senate is a tight end, but he's a hybrid fullback. So he can do a lot of different things. Um, Offensively, if you saw in the second half, and particularly those last couple drives, I think Howard was hurt. So I wasn't mm -hmm. thinking he was able to get his full uh, motion on some of the throws down the stretch. I think we should have went on and pulled him and just let the young freshman play the game out and see how mm -hmm. it was, let him just run the quarterback game because I think that would have gave us a better chance to win. I was going to mention that. I mean, Howard very obviously by the end was limping all over the field. Uh, and they didn't even let Johnson really throw the ball. If if they had gone to Johnson, would you have expected them to maybe let him try and air it out a little bit? Or would it maybe have been just ground and pound the whole way? Or what do you, what do you, what would the game plan have been? Had no, I think they would have just let him run the offense. I think we're comfortable enough now. He does have the ability to run the ball. So we can do that quarterback run game, typically like what you guys do with Cook at Mizzou. I think we would have just let him run the offense. And if we would have just did that, let it play from a regular game perspective, I, I think he was comfortable enough with the environment that, that he still would have gave us a better shot to win. I just think Howard was hurt. He was pushing it to the max. Not saying that's the reason why we lost the game, but – I think we, the one series, we needed to score a touchdown. The last one, we, where we got the field goal to tie the game. And I think that really was the difference to put Mizzou in a position to be able to kick the long field goal. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I want to turn back on, on you know, Missouri, it seemed, you know, was kind of doing their, their thing with the, you know, fake cadences and looking toward the sideline and snapping the ball quickly. You know, this right. is a good Kansas State defense, obviously. You know, did you notice that that really kind of having a, a you know, kind of damage towards towards what they were trying to accomplish defensively? I know some of those guys still had pretty good games. Daniel Green had had nine total tackles. Marcus Single was making some plays at corner. Um, but, did you know, was Mizzou, you know, kind of getting an advantage there with, with the way they were kind of looking at the sidelines doing those cadences? I think they got a little bit advantage with it. Um, what happened is a lot of times, though, 
when the when it starts when you substitute and then they do it and the ref is trying to hold to let the other side be able to substitute, I think a lot of times that caused a little bit of confusion and sometimes the ref was actually maybe getting in the way of the play. So that may have made it a little bit of disruptive. But I only think it really affected us one time where we really was offside. I think sure. we kind of adjusted to the uh, to the schematics with the fake claps and all the other stuff that he was trying to yeah. do to get us offside. One thing uh, that Mizzou had struggled with coming into the game was getting explosive plays on offense, but they were able to kind of do that today, uh, particularly in the, in the first half. There were a couple back-to-back really deep uh, throws that set up um, the rushing touchdown on fourth and goal. What was kind of going wrong with K-State's defense? Was it maybe just some mis- – it looked like there was miscommunication in the secondary a couple times. Um, but what was kind of going on with that? One, 100% miscommunication on the Luther Burton touchdown. Uh, he was just way too wide open. And then a couple of the uh, other big throws, one I think was to Mookie, um, number five. It was just a – I think it was a miscommunication again with the safety and the cornerback who was having a deep third, et cetera, um, because you don't get that wide open without something going wrong. And I think that was a credit to Missouri moving guys around a lot. You know, they, they'll they motion Luther. They run him in different spots, put him in the slot, sometimes have him at the W, sometimes have him at the X, just to try to create him and put him in different matchups a lot of times so he can be matched up against the safety versus a cornerback. Yeah. Um, you know, what? one thing that, you know, for years in, in mine and Peyton's time being Mizzou fans that has absolutely, you know, killed them in big games is, is penalties, particularly on the offensive line. Both of those teams had that in big moments in crunch time today. Is, was that a kind of an unusual thing on the K-State side to have you know, kind of be hampered by a couple penalties late on? Yeah, our penalty situation was notorious, particularly when we had to score three touchdowns um, and the one possession before we could finally get it. Uh, and the one big penalty that really cost us was to delay a game one that where we had to kick the field goal. So very uncharacteristic of a K-State team. We shoot, we usually are very disciplined. Um, we don't beat ourselves. And I think when you look back on this game, not saying Mizzou didn't play well. I want to give credit to Mizzou. They played spirited. They played with some fight, but we always say at Kansas State, if we play our game and and if we're disciplined, things should take care of themselves. But they didn't do that today. So in, in turn, that helped Mizzou get the victory. And then obviously, I know you said you were on the sideline there when Mevis made that 61-yard game winner. I mean, what was there? I got to know what the reaction kind of on the sidelines there was when that let me tell you it was an initial shock for me i didn't think he had the leg to do it uh obviously they attempted him on the 54 and he just shanked it maybe he had the distance but uh it was just it was just kind of surreal it was like a movie um before the ball just seconds crossed the goal post the 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 students you can see them rushing and coming and it was just it was just euphoria it was crazy yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a, you know, rushing the field, obviously in the SEC, you get fined for that. So that's never, you know, usually they don't encourage it, but I think uh, Mizzou's AD want, like told them um, they could pay the pay fine. Um, I, I do want to ask turning back to Mizzou, you know, yourself as a former DN, you mentioned the the problems Mizzou was causing Kansas stay on the front seven. They were getting to Howard a lot, doing it, doing a good job there. You know, as a, as a former DN yourself, who kind of really stood out from the, from the Missouri side for you, you know, this is a defense that that's gotten a lot of, um, praise heading into 2023. I'm wondering your take on on who impressed you today. I think they're just the overall front four as a whole. Uh, I don't think it was one individual that particularly stand out. I think they worked great as a front four as a unit. And then timely with the linebackers when they do blitz them and bring some pressure, I think they just worked great as a cohesive group, to be honest with you. Yeah. And then obviously this is an old – Big 12, Big 8 rivalry, Mizzou, yeah. K-State. Um, I think you we could tell there was just a different energy at Faro today. Um, I'm curious, just what does it mean to kind of see this rivalry kind of have as much emotion behind it as it did uh, this year? I mean, last year, K-State was sold out as well. I mean, and they wound up 
beating the crap out of Mizzou. But I'm just curious, like, what your reaction was to see that much energy behind this old rivalry. Well, it's, it's, good, it's good for the regional rivalries. You know, Kansas, Kansas State, Missouri. Uh, I think Missouri should start back playing Illinois. I think Kansas playing Kansas State every few years is a good rivalry. And I think Kansas is going to renew the rivalry with Mizzou as well. I think those are just good for recruiting. I think it's great for the fan base, you know, because a lot of people live in similar geographics that cross over with the schools. So you could just feel the energy and the spirit. I mean, this actually felt like the season for Missouri. Now, I knew they won't admit that, but I do think Drink felt the pressure. He delivered because if he didn't win this game, I think a lot of people were going to start questioning his ability going into SEC play, is he the right guy for the Missouri job as well? Oh, definitely. We we were, uh, you know, we declared this Missouri Super Bowl on our on our show when we previewed this game because we knew how big it was. And Drinkwitz obviously caused that field goal to be as far as it was with the, you know, spike and huddle up and then a delay a game issue at the end. So, um, you know, Missouri fans I know went from, from fuming to pretty happy um, pretty quick. And you, I, I believe, I looked into this um, – a little bit you you i think last year did you send a a video to the kansas state players um, before that rivalry because did, did. do you you grew up in st louis right right because i'm a st louis guy no yeah. doubt i am yes I did. I did so you've you've had a bit of hand were you were you a mizzou fan growing up and then and then uh, obviously you went to mizzou, play and... i was a mizzou fan and and almost went to missouri missouri yeah. had offered me late uh after kansas state did i took it a little bit personally <laughs> and, uh, and 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 went to Kansas State, but my brother played at Mizzou. Grew up a St. Louis kid. A lot of friends of mine played at Mizzou. So yes, Mizzou is a big personal rivalry for me. Yeah, I was just curious because I I had saw that and I was like, oh, he's definitely got his his hand in this rivalry for sure in terms of a uh, in terms of interest. Um, my la- my last question, um, Peyton, you can ask too if you have anything more. But uh, you know, from for from a Kansas State perspective, you know, what's what's kind of next? You mentioned. You know, you're giving credit to Missouri, but, you know, it seems like the Wildcats maybe beat themselves a little bit in this one. They had that number 15 ranking, UCF next week. Um, you know, wh- where do they go from here? Is it is it, you know, the fans feel like a little bit worried maybe now, or is it, you know, going to bounce back quick next week and try and get back on track? Typically, climbing can get this team to bounce back. But I would tell you, man, uh, I can see how emotionally how I feel from losing this game. Imagine a player who expect to win, and we expect this to be a special season for Kansas State. We wasn't just looking to go eight and four, nine and three, or maybe get back to the Big 12 championship. We were looking to possibly have a perfect season, and that's the type of expectation this team had. So now they gotta, it can either go one or two ways. They gotta bounce back, all their goals still can be in front of them, they can win the Big 12. They can get back to the Big 12 championship, and they can possibly get back to a playoff position if some things bounce their way. So they still have all their goals in front of them. The season is early, but it's really, really going to be interesting to see how they bounce back. Now, I expect us to get back um, next week, but let me tell you, to win a heartbreaker like this, now we know it's on the road in a hostile environment, but it's really going to take a lot to get 18 to 23-year-olds back and say, look, we need to come back out and get on the stick. But I do think it's a veteran team. It's a veteran coaching staff. I think they know that they didn't coach their best game. The players didn't execute the best that they needed to be. So I expect them to bounce back and get a victory of UCF and then start 1-0 and in the Big 12. Yeah. Um. The, oh, the only other thing I want to ask one last, last question um, is, you know, just going back to your playing days, I'm totally curious, just, you know, favorite moment, you know, as a player in the, in the old big 12 that you remember, maybe any, any against Mizzou back in those days, um, you know, getting the, they, they may have gotten the one over today, but you know, back when, back when those two were duking it out in conference. I think, you know, personally, I had a couple, my best games were against Mizzou. I had a couple of oh, yeah. games, a um, couple games where I had multiple sacks, tackles for loss, block um, balls, batted balls, TFLs. So all the Mizzou games, the four years that I played them, were always a special game to me because I always got up. But I can't really say that there's no 
real, real, real big moment. I think back in my days, we went three and one against Mizzou. We lost wow. one to my very first year, and then we we won three. So it wasn't a bad run. Yeah, definitely not. With the with the you know personal hand in the rivalry, I'm sure it's it's nice to get the the one up on them. Well, yeah, Reggie, I um you know I think that's that's all we got. I, I appreciate you coming coming on and uh and and giving us your take. And yeah, Kansas State. I mean, they're they're a good team. Missouri. This is the best performance I think Peyton and I safe to say we've seen from this Tigers team in, in about several years. years. Yeah. yeah. So you know it took it took a half heck of an effort to win. So um you know yeah we'll see. Best of luck to the to the Wildcats moving forward. And uh, thank you so much for, uh, for taking the time and talking to us. Hey, thanks for having me guys. Good luck to you guys. Good luck on your show. Um, and I'll thank be you. pulling for you guys the rest of the way. I'm a Tigers fan just when they're not playing K-State. So yeah, take, definitely. Take care guys. <laughs> definitely. Thanks Reggie. Thank-